0: Hey everyone, welcome back to Gateway Episodes. This is a podcast where I introduce someone to a show or someone introduces me to a show via a iconic episode, a quote-unquote gateway episode. Um, and I am your host, Derek McDuff, and joining me today is Samir
1: Gala. Hey everyone. Hey Jerry, how's it going?
0: How's it going, man? Samir, for everybody who doesn't know, is um, my best friend and, you know, I was the best man at his wedding. We lived together for a little while, so we go way back, Um, but yeah, uh, I just, uh, the show we're going to be talking about that I introduced Samir to is the show Ted Lasso, and the episode that I had him watch was, um, it's only one season so far, so the second episode, which is Biscuits. Uh, Ted Lasso, for anybody who doesn't know, is about an American football coach who goes over to England in the Premiership to um, coach a um, British football, aka soccer, to us Americans, uh, team, and it's based on an old series of ads um, with, starring Jason Sudeikis, and uh, it's something you see. It seems like it wouldn't really work but for but you know for whatever reason it does um but Samir let me get your take on it um what did you think of uh Ted Lasso? Uh
1: I surprisingly enjoyed it. I um I as you know from living with me not a sports person, so mm-hmm. I don't know the you know, I mean I I know the basics of most sports but not a not a follower of any teams of any kind. Um but So I know just as much as Ted Lasso does about uh, (laughs) soccer and the rules and all that. I just know that you know the goals and kicking the ball and whatnot. But um, I I enjoyed it, and I think what you were just saying about it not like you wouldn't think it would work, but it surprisingly does. Is my take was that because you're cheering for a a good guy
2: Mm
1: -hmm. uh, for in a world of you know. you know, Don Drapers and, you know, uh, Rick Sanchez is of, of <laughs> Rick and Morty. You know, you were kind of, you know, the people are kind of, the, you know, I t- think I guess I've gotten used to, like, watching the, like, Dick Hole. you know, in it the show. Kind of the
0: age of the anti-hero a little bit in terms of, like, leading men for
1: TV shows. Yeah, yeah, I know. I was, I was talking uh, to, um, for everybody who doesn't know, my wife is named Katie, so I was... Uh, talking to her about it, about how you're actually, like, it was refreshing to see someone who was actually, like, it seems like they're a genuinely nice person. And I kept watching the episode expecting him to turn into, like, a total asshole behind the scenes. But he's, he's like, a nice guy 24-7. So it was surprising and refreshing, I guess. I keep saying yeah. that over and over again.
0: No, no, because
1: it, it, it really is. Like,
0: that's what makes the show just so good and just like unique it's because you know we are in this age like I was saying of anti-heroes where you have you know your Walter Whites and and all that and that's great but it is just so nice to be able to sit and watch somebody who's just as good-hearted and is just as wholesome as Ted Lasso and he just He's just a good guy and he just wants the best for everybody. And he's got all these, he's kind of like a dork, but he's got all these like sayings and stuff like that. But he's just, he cares so much about everybody and all his players and everybody he's around. Just, he's, his goodness is infectious. And you see him positively influence everyone else on the show. And it is just so rare for a show to just be completely good natured. But at the same time, it doesn't ever feel saccharine. It doesn't ever feel like, you know, like, oh, this is just kind of like pandering and it's just like, because it like Ted does deal with real problems. He does have like, you know, depressing thing, not to, you know, I don't want to get too far ahead, but there are some things that happen to him later in the season that, you know, he does get pretty depressed and stuff like that. And, but he still has this positive attitude throughout and it is just so good to see that. And you just love to watch him and you just really root for him and root for this team because his, the effect that he has on everybody is, undeniable and it's something that you know it came out i want to say in july or august i ended up watching it you know a couple months after that like tail end of 2020 but even you know so but like we are in a time where this this show really came out at exactly the right time because we need something positive and someone positive to kind of latch on to during all this just this past year which has been so just depressing and just dragging you down that you know, sometimes it's hard to watch a show like Rick and Morty or Breaking Bad, where just there's just a lot of negativity, and you, it's good to watch something positive, where you you can have faith in people and humanity again, and just just be happy for thirty minutes, you know, and and just kind of binge it, you know, and like I I definitely like binge it all the way through. I know we were kind of talking a little bit before we started, and you said you kind of got drawn into it too. Um, so let me ask you then: so you you do think you're gonna step through the gateway and like watch the rest of the
1: show. I, I think I will. Um, and yeah, I, I definitely will. That's a solid. Yes. I will continue watching it. I, I guess I kind of after, cause I think we were just kind of scheduling this podcast. I actually kind of didn't want to continue on too long with the show because I didn't want to, I didn't want to forget too many details of uh, episode two. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I definitely will be, will be finishing it. Um, and I agree with the infectiousness of his character. Uh, because you just want to, yeah, you just want to root for him, keep, keep, keep like. I don't. Know, I found myself having a better attitude throughout the day after watching. It, I ended up watching it over um, in the morning over a cup of coffee.
0: Yeah, so, no, no, for sure. Like you, it it does get you in a good mood.
1: Yeah, and and it's funny even. Even for, for me, I actually understood a lot of the, like, it wasn't just sports jokes and, like, you know, snapping of towels in the locker room type mm-hmm. humor. Because uh, that's what I, I walked into just not, not having a clue other than that Jason Sudeikis was the, was the lead. Um, so, yeah, I, I liked it. I, I would suggest that anybody who was hesitant over the sports theme, uh, give it a go. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was surprised. Um I actually took notes and if you I don't know if you wanted to talk like how you wanted to talk about the episode uh cuz for anybody and yeah, doesn't let's, know let's, Yeah, let's I get am, into it. Okay, cuz I I wanted to know if you wanted to like want like take it from the like storytelling point of view from the cinematography Kind of cinematography is kind of what I used to kind of do in the film industry for a minute before I uh, left uh, the LA area yeah like um,
0: I let me hear what you have to say on uh, you know like what on anything however you're thinking about it because you know you do have um, a lot more insights than some of the people I've had on because you do have that background in you know like knowing film and going to studying film and stuff like that
1: yeah. Yeah. So the one thing I noticed first was um, the like high production value. I noticed that like it was, it doesn't look like it was shot at some high school or, you know, locker room. It actually looks and the, like the field looks like it would be a field in which, you know, professional soccer players would actually be practicing on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I felt like they had that high production value, the like you know the planes the cars um i just felt like everything kind of fits it doesn't look too out of place yeah because um, a lot
0: of times when you see like sports in like movies and stuff like that it clearly like cuts between like you know b-roll of somebody playing sports and then just like somebody like adam sandler or whoever just like sitting on the sidelines and it's very jarring whereas you don't get that at all in this
1: yeah, yeah, that that I agree because I I always think of like a lot of sitcoms that always goes to like those like outside the building shots where it clearly mm-hmm. isn't the same building unless they coincide. Yeah, um, and it looks like yeah the everything changes and the lighting changes and so it actually looks like they put some time into um, matching colors and things like that. Like I noticed the red theme. There's a theme of just red throughout the entire um entire episode if not this show um Mm. i've noticed that that um there's red and everything i don't know if that's like a a, usually there's some revelation toward it like i know like at the end there's a reveal like it might be like his daughter's favorite color or something i don't know but i just noticed there's red everywhere and At least around him, Ted Lasso himself always is wearing red or white with some sort of red around him in every shot, uh, which I think think is supposed to symbolize.
0: Yeah, symbolic, just because, you know, like like the opening shot, you know, he sits down and then his letter, like the letter, it's the blue bleachers and it kind of turns to red. And, you know, that's kind of, I think, you know, showing that how he has this effect on people where like he just kind of brings out this warmth and energy in people, you know. I didn't even pick up on the red thing, but, you know, now that you say that, that makes a lot of sense, especially with the opening credits, doing that kind of same thing.
1: Yeah, it it is, yeah, I didn't think about the credits at all. I just kept thinking about, like, the team's colors, the, the, um, I should have probably remember the actresses or their names, or characters' names, even. Um, his, Ten Lasses' boss, the, the woman who takes over the club.
0: Oh, yeah, um... Re- Rebecca, um, she's, yeah, Rebecca Walton, she's played by Hannah Waddington. Okay, looking cool. Wikipedia right now. I only know, yeah. yeah, I mean, I know a couple, like, you know, the actors in this, you know, I've seen them before, like, Juno Temple and stuff like that, but...
1: Yeah, I noticed that she wears a lot of blue, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's, like, you know, kind of blue it was cold, and so... Um, yeah, so I noticed they, like, have a theme, which I appreciate, just because I know... It, people that are listening probably like why does that matter um a lot of i know there's a lot of shows and just in general comedies don't really go for a whole lot when it comes to cinematography mm-hmm. um and like try i just noticed a lot of like these these lately it's just like blown out shots where it just seems like everything is just way too overexposed and they seem a little too afraid of shadows um it seems uh but i actually like the cinematography in in this show it seems really realistic yeah which is all
0: the more impressive when you realize that it's based on a commercial
1: yeah yeah i'm surprised they were able to pull an entire story out of out of something so short
0: because anytime you see like a show that's like because they you know there's been other times when they've been like oh like they made a show out of the geico caveman and it's like that was horrible, you know, and <laughs> I was very skeptical going in for that reason. Like, oh, it's based on, like, I was like, those were funny commercials like 10 years ago, but how are they going to make a show about that? And, but they did. It's, it's, they pull it off and it's, you know, just through the charisma of this character and just, I don't know, really, really well written. And like you said, like, you know, people who knew what they were doing with the cinematography and stuff. And I, I guess Apple put the money, cause this is for people who don't know, an Apple TV um show um and there's not really anything else on apple that i would really recommend watching like they don't have a ton of great original content that's pretty much the only time i ever go on apple tv is to watch this because um so it's really the standout like of apple tv like if you have apple you haven't watched ted lasso you need to do it like yesterday
1: yes i have you seen that jason momoa show uh c i believe it's called. i haven't is that is that good it is good um i is i I think it's based off of like a fantasy novel series or maybe just a single book i don't know much about it um mm-hmm. but it goes from it's interesting i'll just leave it at that it's definitely well maybe it's not original but it's original to me at least in its premise uh i always suggest it, it gets pretty violent if so i don't know if that bothers anybody but um i felt like the violence in it a little too over the top and as you know i'm a person who watches a lot of like war movies and you know things like yeah, that so you
0: love vikings
1: yeah, yeah the, did. the show um, vikings disappointing in that ending, that yeah, disappointing that was, that ending is kind of
0: fizzled out that show
1: yeah it did travis fimmel did a did a did a number on that show when he left yeah
0: yeah oh, man. um it just it really wasn't the same but
1: uh yeah, yeah. I would suggest see uh, if you want to check sure. out more Apple TV content. I think Katie ends up getting it for not for free, but for um, I think she we like get the music thing too. So I we mm-hmm. kind of just felt like I don't really I haven't really checked it out too much, but I would suggest see. And I'm definitely going to be watching the rest of Ted Lasso. Yeah, but I I feel like. Um, it would. Only, I feel like a show like this would only be able to be pulled off by someone like Jason Sudeikis as the lead, because he's like, I feel like he has that like, like the likability of Seth Rogen, but can, is it believable as a coach and athlete or possibly former athlete.
0: Yeah, it is a really, really great performance by Sudeikis. Like, because you have to be able to bring that kind of like charisma and likability to this role. Um, and it's not something that a lot of people could do and have the comedic chops at the same time because Ted Lasso is, it's hilarious. Like, we haven't really talked about how funny this show is, but it's really fucking funny. Like, I'm always laughing at this show. Uh, And he has such a good, like, you know, interplay with pretty much everyone else on the show. Like, there's never really any relationships that he has where it's like, oh, this one doesn't work out as well. Like, he just has this natural kind of charisma and chemistry with everybody
1: on screen. Yeah, it it's interesting that he that there's still like a darker element to it that they're like kind of keeping that like that the red herring with his what's going on with his family back at home and how his like infectious personality doesn't seem to go home with him. It it's kind of what I feel like they're suggesting. And I almost wonder like I keep, I keep, I don't know. Not wanting him is the right word, but I guess expecting him to. I, I'm expecting like, where's the Don Draper going to come out? And I keep, I'm wondering if that comes out at home with him, and that's like the dark side of Ted Lasso or something. But the
0: I won't spoil so, anything for you, but okay. keep keep watching for sure. Okay,
1: I I really like that like dichotomy of. The, like, super infectious, like, Chris Traeger from Parks and Recreation type uh, meets, like, you know, football coach. Or, mm. uh, you know, football for them. Uh, soccer coach, I guess, for us Americans. Uh, so I made a note about the cookies.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, because that's kind of the recurring thing. That's the, you know, the name of the episode is Biscuits. So, uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, the, yeah, the cookies thing was really funny because I, I kept telling Katie, I was like, I bet anything... Like when, like the first time when she's like the the boss is trying to to get the like the her assistant to find which bakery he got it from and how he was having so much trouble finding and I was like I bet anything he probably baked it himself and yeah he ends up baking cookies for people <laughs> and yep. he just seems so so um like you, you you know you want to cheer for him knowing the intentions of the boss wanting to to do what she's doing I don't know how much you want to reveal on your your yeah we uh, can
0: we can uh, spoil everything up to this episode you know cuz yeah, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> the premise is yeah she's trying to she hired him because she wants to basically destroy this organiz- this football team um or soccer team whatever you want to call it that you know meant a lot to her ex-husband um and and uh yeah so she's kind of you know out to try to kind of get ted um so you you get to see and then he's just so nice that it's hard for her to even like you know, be mean to him or like try to get him because he's just Ted Lasso, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And even like the assistants having trouble, like coming to terms with it, they're going to like totally screw over this like amazingly nice guy who, Mm -hmm. who they realize isn't just smiling just to like get something from people. And, um, yeah, I, I, I really like the, the, the like really funny elements like that, the, the shower things, like the increasing pressure. And like, it just, it's really funny how he just wins over people by doing all the, like this random crap that just seems so funny. Um, yeah, I, what do you think of his, his coast, uh, I guess assistant coach. Oh, coach beard. Yeah. I love coach beard.
0: He's just kind of like stoic and just kind of like, He's kind of like you know the kind of quote unquote like the straight man to the more zany Ted, you know. So it's it's always kind of good to have a kind of like serious guy to play off the kind of more um you know outlandish person. And Coach Beard is always just gonna kind of, yep yep okay, and it, and like he's still really funny. He'll still say a bunch of like funny stuff, but the interplay is is really is really one of the more funny things about the show, I think.
1: Yeah, I I I actually recognize him from another show. I was a fan of it. Unfortunately, ABC just canceled, which was bless this mess. Oh, I never saw that. It was uh, it was Dax Shepard and Lake Bell, I believe their name, um, who play a couple who moves from New York to a small town of like a couple hundred people, I think, uh, in Nebraska. Uh, Cause he inherits his like grandmother's like really old, like not taking care of farm. Mm. And, um, and it's like, they're like struggle. So yeah, it was kind of fun um, to watch, kind of hit home a little bit uh, with his theme. Um, but yeah, he's on it. He does a great job on that show as well. Okay, so it was nice. fun to see him again uh, in something else. Just because that show got canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm trying to remember. Is is the uh, is the is this the episode where they the where they go to that like is it Ethiopian food or some sort of I think ethnic food restaurant? Oh that...
0: no, that yeah, that's a later episode. I oh, I okay. almost picked that as your episode because that is a really good episode too, with just showing how how much of a like good guy Ted is that you know, and cause he has that voiceover from Ted Krim from The Independent, who's just kind of like this critic, and that is that is another really good episode. But yeah, that's episode. Four or five, somewhere in the middle of the season, I want to say.
1: Okay. Yeah, uh, I thought it was this one, Um, but... Oh, episode three. Sorry, the episode after this. Okay. I was going to say I appreciated the diversity of the casting, just because I'm so used to having, like... I guess I was expecting a bunch of white dudes on a football team and expecting, like, a bunch of jock humor. Mm -hmm. Um, Which was a nice change of pace cuz i just felt like a lot of i'm i guess i was yeah just really expecting just like a like a everyone saying bro every 2 seconds but i didn't realize <laughs> that he was actually going to england um for football okay, I, I heard football so i was expecting like football american football yeah. <laughs> um which is his original job which is funny yeah.
0: And that's, yeah, that's was kind of the crux of the
1: joke, you know, that
0: where they, the commercials came. It's like, oh, it's a football coach, but he's the coach in the wrong football. And from that, they just like, that's where the whole thing grew out of was just that kind of like joke.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I love it that they kind of like, I feel like takes a jab at like Americans calling our thing football, even yeah. though it's everyone else was already calling that is what we call soccer football. Yeah. So. <laughs> It's kind of, you know,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: uh, I feel like it takes a jab at, like, American society, just, like, naming shit just because they want to name it. Um, But, yeah, I'm trying to remember what else was going on in the episode.
0: Well, what I was going to say real fast before we move on was that. Um, and this, he doesn't come in for a while until I want to say episode 5, but speaking of, you know, having a diverse cast, one of the best characters is this character called uh, Danny Rojas, who is this, um, I can't remember he's, he's, he's Latin American, um, I, can't, I think he's from South America, who's this soccer player, and he's just, he's also just so positive, and he's one of the best characters, but then, yeah, you also have, like, um, the guy, he's the player from, I think, Nigeria, he's an African player, and, like, there, so it is, you know, just kind of a, a really, like, kind of well-rounded cast. And it does have, you know, even though it is a show about a male, uh, men's football team, there are really good parts for women in it. You know, like you have, you know, Rebecca, and then you have uh, Juno Temple's character, Keeley, who is also great. So, um, yeah, just I, I agree with what you're saying. Like, it is a really good kind of nice, diverse cast that's very well-rounded.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I enjoyed it, and that's because I yeah I was expecting a bunch of white dudes. Yeah, um, yeah, and then I like all the like red herrings they set up. Um, I like the I like well I know they saw they like kind of showed it throughout the episode, but the the baked like him baking his own his own like baked mm. goods to give to people, and then the. Um, that that soccer player that he keeps seeing in the park—it's uh, like the young. Oh yeah, boy, yeah. I don't know if she's African or where uh, where she's from, but so I'm like wondering if they're going to suggest um, if they're going to be like introducing female players. I don't know. I I think it's interesting they keep like going back to these random characters, or they keep showing the 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 army men. Um. Mm that he got from his son there's like different red herrings i really enjoy that it wasn't just like the the like i feel like it's playing into like a a more in-depth story than just like oh it's a football coach oh is he gonna make it oh no but there's like you know there's a thing with his family going on there's his you know what's going on with his kid his wife and then like his relationship to the players and things like that i I think it's it's interesting they're setting up a lot of different stuff. That goes like I was expecting a really boring story is what I'm trying to say and Yeah, yeah, no it is.
0: A, there's a lot of it's kind of very multidimensional like a lot of different threads.
1: Yeah, I I guess I wasn't expecting that. Um and I guess hearing that he got nominated for something was was interesting too. I know like, I know Yeah,
0: yeah, I got a couple t- Golden Globe nominations and um um, Golden globe Golden Globes and uh, Emmy nominations for, uh, I think, for best comedy in both of them. I want to say, and you know, I think in. Let's see, I'm just like kind of scrolling through, the awards that it got nominated for right now. Yeah, Critics' Choice got nominated for. Um. Okay, actually, randomly, I didn't even know this, but Zach Braff directed this episode that we're talking about, and he did get nominated for um, by the Directors Guild. But, yeah. Golden Globes nominated for Best Comedy um, TV Series and Jason Sudeikis actually won for Best Actor. And by the way, if you haven't uh, checked it out, watch Jason Sudeikis' Golden Globes acceptance speech because he is really fucking high. And it's, you know, over like, because it was the Golden Globes or like over, you know, video or whatever, or Skype or whatever. Too. It's just It's Jason Sudeikis like in his pajamas, just like really fucking high. Like, oh, that's awesome, <laughs> dude. I just want to call the Globe. Oh, my God. It's the funniest shit.
1: That's funny. So he just like totally did not care. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um Yeah, I, I thought it was I thought it was cool that he I heard that he like gave credit to his I guess now ex girlfriend. I don't know what their relationship I don't think they were officially married, but um that Olivia Wilde, his former significant other, uh gave him like motivated him to do like to go for Ted Lasso or to it like i guess he wasn't gonna go for it and mm-hmm. then she like motivated him to go so i guess that was kind of like the first time i even heard about this show was like seeing some headline with her and his name in it um where it was like he gave like actually gave her credit for yeah. actually pushing him to do something about it with like you know i don't know if... is he a producer
0: uh sudeikis
1: yeah probably i
0: would think so yeah yeah he is a producer
1: Okay, yeah. So, I think probably just getting it done is probably where she probably motivated him. Um, but yeah, is there? Um, did you did you notice anything like different about this? Uh, uh Ted Lasso versus like other sports stuff that you've watched in the past. I know you're you're like into the the whole ESPN. Uh, is it Thirty for Thirty? Is what they call it? The like, documentary. Oh.
0: Yeah, the documentaries, the 30 for 30, doc- yeah, I mean, those are, you know, they're, they're docs, so it's, it's those would be different, but yeah, like, like I was saying, like, the the quality on this, um compared to, like, other shows or sitcoms or whatever that are about sports is definitely noticeable, because, you know, this, it looks like, like, you know, they, and I haven't watched, like, the new Mighty Ducks show, so that's the only other recent thing I think that would be comparable, but a lot of you know when sitcoms and stuff would try to be about sports it was it never really looked very good it never looked right it but this does look like what sports really look like that looks like a stadium with people and they look and the players like are look like they're actually playing soccer and they know what they're doing and stuff so Mm -hmm. don't know if they actually got you know people who are experienced soccer players or they're using doubles or what um but yeah and it is also you know it's like you were saying it's very accessible to people who aren't big sports fans. Um, so you can enjoy it whether or not you are a fan of soccer or football. And I think that if you aren't, you know, like, because Ted Lasso's not, he comes into this world not really knowing that much about, you know, soccer. Like, I love that when they're having the press conference, I can't remember if it's in this episode, but they're like, he's like, I'll be here for you, win, lose. And then someone says, or tie. And it's like, oh, right, you can, guys can tie. I forgot about that. Like, you know, it, it does kind of provide that, lane of accessibility to people who wouldn't really get the kind of you know like the locker room jokes or whatever um they kind of like look like if they, somebody makes a joke about you know you know whatever a hat trick or something it is still very accessible um so yeah and yeah it's definitely of a different kind of quality to most other sports related shows even a lot of movies um that feature sports in them don't look this good and don't seem this accurate.
1: Y- yeah, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I would agree. Um, I'm trying. I, you know, I was trying to think of a single sports movie that would come close to this in terms of like the, the accuracy. Like you said, the accuracy, the believability, the, um, the humor. Uh, right. and like yeah, the ad, and then obviously their acting ability is, is great, and the you know the directing is great. Good to say, uh, I'm a huge fan of Scrubs, so I'm I'm glad to hear that uh, Zach Graff is part of this. Yeah, because um, I think
0: Bill Lawrence, who was like a scrub, did the Scrubs showrunner, was is a
1: producer on this. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So does that mean we're gonna see his wife pop up anytime soon? Because isn't, isn't she like star in all of his stuff? I don't know, maybe. It's uh Dr. Cox's wife and or ex wife oh, okay. or wife. I don't yeah. know. their, their relationship is weird. Um <laughs> uh I can't remember her name right now. See your yeah, face.
0: I, I know I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, the there's probably people one. listening to this yelling at us, but Yeah. <laughs>
1: um Wow. I yeah, I can't remember her name right now. It's gonna bug me. Um Jordan? Is it, it Jordan? I think so, yeah, it sounds okay. right. Yeah. Um, because I every time I watch it and Carla pops up on screen, I'm like the only person who hates Carla more than I do is Darren. Because <laughs> 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 I know you and I had that huge conversation about yeah how she's the worst character ever, but Jeez, going back oh. to the yeah the Ted. I'm glad to, it. I guess that makes sense that those two Lauren Bill Lawrence and and Zach Braff were connected to this because it it has that Zach Braff scrubs kind of. Upbeatness to it, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, He has that like JD vibe to him for sure. Now that now that we, I have those two people in mind. He definitely reminds me of Ted Lasser. Reminds me of that like upbeat, not afraid to be goofy, kind of confident in your confident in himself. I like his like unbreakable spirit. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just draw parallels to that um yeah i guess the only yeah, i was talking like thinking the replacements that keanu reeves movie from like 15 years ago yeah um i don't remember that being very good though
0: yeah there's definitely like some good those movies that do make sports look good there's a lot of good baseball ones like moneyball or like but there's not really they're all usually dramas um the only movie that i can think of where the sports the sport actually looks good and it's pretty much a comedy is White Man Can't Jump. Um that does a really good job of making basketball look good. Um but otherwise they're pretty much like stuff like Invictus and you know um I don't know like a, a lot of baseball movies uh or um you know like The Natural stuff like that. Um, but, like, you know, a lot of the comedy stuff like Angels in the Outfield or Space Jam, it always just kind of ends up looking goofy. Mm-hmm. So it's it's surprising that this one, you know, while not... Because, ha- like, you know, a lot of those prestigious dramas, you know, like Rudy or whatever, get, like, these big budgets. And I don't know what the budget was for this, but it's a TV show. Um, and it is still prestige TV, but, like, you know, it can't have, like, a, as big of a budget as something like Moneyball or something, you know?
1: yeah. Yeah, especially with Brad Pitt. Um, yeah. yeah Aaron that... Sorkin wrote Moneyball, you know, so. Oh, yeah, so you have to pay him, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so just, like, taking it from this, like, I was thinking about watching that, just knowing how how difficult it is in the film industry, especially if you're in L.A. or New York. Um, getting permits to shoot in, like, the real places that they actually shot in can get difficult, um, so yeah, the, they going the extra mile definitely drew me in as a person who the only time I really watch anything related to sports is like maybe a highlight on, on YouTube or something like that, or, mm. um, of, you know, whatever, like LeBron or whoever basketball players, the first person that came to mind, um, like, you know, uh, shooting the scoring basket, but Mm-hmm. Um, you know the winning the winning basket or whatever for the team. Uh, is the the Michael Jordan one? The documentaries are always the ones that I watch. Mm-hmm. So the to to actually see like what they were talking about in like a a fictional sense is it, it was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and they got the air, like, but from watching those those documentaries, I. Uh, What's the Michael Jordan one called? Um. Oh
0: my God! Why am I spacing? Um. Fuck. Uh, the Last Dance.
1: Yes, which was very well done. Um, that mm-hmm. I'm glad that they actually like included all of the people. Uh, that are still alive. Uh, to come and actually like wanted to come and talk about it, uh, like Dennis Rodman and everybody else was involved. I was actually surprised, but to... I feel like they got the the arrogant uh, athlete down. Like all of the people that they got the yeah. attitudes of all of them down so perfectly. Jamie Tart. <laughs> Which one is that? Ja- uh, Jamie Tart. He's definitely the arrogant one. Is he the one with uh? You said the the girlfriend, right? With the yeah temple. yeah yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, they got him down perfectly. Yeah. And. I'm just trying to think of everything else in the episode. I just felt like everything was perfect about this show in terms of Right, the it's just so
0: fucking good. Like I was trying to think of a show for you and I was like, Okay, what what would be good for Samir and what show do I really want to talk about? I was like I was like, Well, you know what? Like I I was like I loved Ted Lasso and I was like so I think Samir would dig it. And I, I think that you would have a lot of things to say about it for sure, and I'm I'm really glad you enjoyed it because it's it's definitely was one of my favorite shows, probably my favorite new show of the year for sure. And I did watch a lot of TV last year, you know, obviously. So like this this one definitely though, like it it stood above pretty much everything else.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, I was actually just talking to to Katie earlier about how um, I enjoyed this like this show and how how the change of pace was nice and how we were joking because. Uh, we were watching something that someone referenced, Mister Robot, which was a show that her and I were passionately watching. But <laughs> because of the election and everything else going on, and you know everything going on with that, um, the George Floyd mm-hmm. trial and all that going on, we just couldn't do how handle how real it kind of yeah. felt like with all the like, you know, the whole you know the whole theme of that show. Just seemed like no, a little bit too it. dark and hardcore.
0: I had uh, I had to stop reading um I was reading Ballad of Songbirds Birds and Snakes, which if anybody doesn't know is the Hunger Games prequel. I started reading it because it came out in March twenty twenty and I was reading it like I read half of it and I just had to stop in like June like you know, like I was slow going and I read half of it and in like April or May or something, I just like I had to stop. The world is enough of a Hunger Games prequel. As it is, like, I, I, and I went back to it and finished it, like, a couple months ago, but I was just like, it's too real. And it, it is, like you're saying, it is nice to have just, and it, like, you know, while stuff like that is good, it's good to have something where you can just feel good for a little bit. Yeah, for sure. And um, it, have it not be saccharine and sappy at the same time, because it doesn't feel like, you know, this is so sappy and whatever, and nobody in this world has problems, because it, it does still feel... Real but in a good way.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um I do have a off topic, very important question for you that I okay. that I've been thinking about this for like the last week.
2: All right. The
1: Jim Henson universe has human puppets and human people. Why? I've never been able to figure that out.
0: <laughs> a man or a muppet. I don't know. That is uh, that they is have-
1: they have humanoid-looking puppets, like that look like they're human. They're not meant to be like, you know, Kermit yeah. the Frog, like where you can identify the animal. They're definitely people, <laughs> and they're not implying that they're like aliens or anything. Um, I'm thinking of like, I know I'm thinking of the scientists. There was like a doctor, and one of them is clearly oh, yeah. a human. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I've been thinking about that. Why are there human? Why are there human puppets and humans in the? Well, they kind
0: of even sing that whole song about it in the last Muppets movie. Like, am I a man or am I a Muppet?
1: Like, true, you know, true. That's the the Jason Siegel one, right? Yeah, yeah. Which is a I solid think. movie. It's a really it, good movie. It was. I actually just watched. I think I watched it during the uh, during the quarantine. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, definitely. Same uh, same. Uh, like for that movie, I feel good. Uh, yeah, positively. yeah,
0: it is. You know, like the Muppets. It, you know, Muppets and Ted Lasso have that in common. I saw this tweet, and I was like, "This is so accurate." Where somebody it was, you know, talking about like the Zack Snyder Superman, and it's just like Superman just should be a flying Ted Lasso. And I'm like, "Yeah, he doesn't need to be this dour Ayn Rand, just like guy who lets his dad die in a tornado, whatever. Like he should just be a flying, just like really positive dude. You know, like that would be, yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah." Yeah, I I um I keep imagining Ted Lasso's head on Superman's body. <laughs> um that goofy ass mustache. Um the mustache just, just makes it I just feel like it adds like it's like a Ron Swanson mustache, but yeah, on yeah. Chris Traeger essentially.
0: Yeah. He's <laughs> very Chris Traeger esque. Like I didn't even think of that until you mentioned it earlier. I'm like, yeah, that's another character who's just like just consistently positive, you know. <laughs> like and even when he like you know, he's in his roughest spots. He does still try to, kind of just be as happy as like, just kind of have that still good naturedness about him. And the same can be said about
1: Ted for sure. Yeah, yeah, you definitely keep cheering for him, even. And you know, like it's hard to explain. I was trying to think about this earlier, uh, before we started. Is um, you it's like you're you're seeing someone walk towards the like towards something dangerous and you 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 can't really say anything because it's tv shows you're yelling at the tv but you it's just hard to it's like michael scott cringe in a way but you know it's gonna happen later so you want to like you know something bad's gonna happen and it's like that that same level of like you you don't you want to look away but you can't because you know, like something bad is gonna happen to the good guy, you know, potentially because of what the what the boss is gonna do, right, right, to the club. Um, and then you're kind of hoping that his like positive, you know, attitude ends up changing her mind. Uh I know you know what's already gonna happen towards the end, but I've only watched like episode four.
0: Yeah, I won't spoil it for you or anybody else. Um, but yeah, definitely keep watching. Like this is, and I think you know that this show has kind of flown onto the radar despite all the critical, like, you know, accolades because it's on a subscription that, like, nobody really notices or cares about. Like, some people have it, but nobody, like, it's everybody who has it kind of has it by accident. You know, people who have it because they, like, you, like, like, oh, like, you have subscribed to, like, the music thing so you get this, but it's not like Netflix where, you know, everybody's got it or, like, Disney Plus even where, you know, it is so big and popular or it's not on, like, NBC or something it is just off on this kind of like little app that nobody really knows about or even knows. A lot of people don't even know if they have it or not. And nobody's going to go out of their way to buy this subscription. Um, if they don't, but if you have, but it's so good. Ted Lasso is just, it's, that's how it's slipped under the radar. And, you know, it has been already renewed for two more seasons because I think Apple realizes that this is, you know, this is kind of, um, you know, what's the expression? The, uh, you know the uh the egg, the the goose that laid the golden egg or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah. So you know it is we are going to be getting more Ted Lasso and you know hopefully more people are going to get to see it because like I was just talking to everybody I've talked to about it just nobody dislikes the show. Everybody I've talked to has been a hundred percent on board with it and really loves it and you know I I'm really glad that you you know you would enjoy it too. Otherwise, um you know. I don't know what this episode would have been, but uh, I think that uh, yeah, yeah, m- more Ted Lasso. You know, it's it's all it's going to be a good thing.
1: Yeah, I, um, yeah, I'm 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 very curious to know where they're going to take it. Uh, and I, I guess I kind of like that. There's not a lot of of the actual football going on, at least for the first couple several episodes that I watched. It wasn't, mm-hmm. um, it wasn't about just the the just the sport. It was about the people it's more focused on the people. And right. they they don't really focus on like, you know, who who's doing what on the field. I don't even did do they even re- I I know that there's like a there's a scene at least in the second or third episode where they they that something happens on with related to the game but they don't even show it. They just like show everyone's reaction to it later. Uh, I don't know if that was episode 2 or 3 but I guess I enjoyed that part. That like
2: mm-hmm.
1: it wasn't just about there's not that like that emotional pull from them losing, you know? Like I'm trying to think of the the was it the was that one with remember the Titans? Is that the one with Denzel? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Denzel that, and Baby Gosling. Yeah, I I remember it was like I think it's that movie, or it might have been, maybe you might remember when I bring up the this, this scene, but like they're like, they end up l- losing, spoiler alert, but um, someone ends up losing, and they end up losing by like three feet. Like the person like barely, barely loses. They're like inches away from the, like from making the touchdown or whatever line. And, and um, there's not, like, that emotional pull. I, I don't know what they call it, actually. And, like, you're you're the writer, you might actually know the, the phrasing. But um, where Katie and I always talk about, it like, the, the dead dog or the dying dog, dying animal. Like, it's, like, the easy, the easy heartbreak for the audience, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I just feel like it's, like, it's lazy writing in yeah. my opinion, a lot of times where I'm like, "Why was there the unnecessary dog?" Like, le- like it's not like I am Legend, where like the dog played a you know as big a role as Will Smith practically did in the movie. Hmm. Um, so you know what I mean. Like I just yeah. felt like there isn't that like, oh, are they gonna win? Like you're not at the edge of your seat wondering if they're gonna win. You're more worried about what's gonna happen to Lasso later on in the season, and yeah. it yeah. draws you in. Um. Because, like we were saying earlier, like you, you, find yourself cheering for him, regardless of what's going on with the team itself, if they're winning or losing or whatever. Yeah, um,
2: totally. Yeah,
1: yeah. So I, I, guess I like that part that they're like not going for that cliche, like oh, let's cheer for them winning. Because you actually, I don't even remember if they won the game, like what they won or what where where they place or anything.
0: Cuz you only um, really care about if they're winning because of how it affects Ted and affects, you know, the pl- other characters and the players, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then um and then seeing his reaction to, you know, losing and and things like that where he was still so uh, beat while losing. What mm-hmm. I guess is like I I guess I I like the messages of the of the episodes and that um you know, and then like the, the cookies, I you know, named biscuits, you yep, have those named biscuits, but um mm-hmm. with that, like him like the what makes Ted Lasso is his uniqueness and it's like just, just he is the cookie, you know what I mean? Like Yeah. He, he he's not store bought he's mm-hmm. he's you know, he's made in you know, by hand in, in the kitchen at home. You know, oh. so yeah. I, I guess the same thing. I guess it wraps up for the the whole show. Is it's it's unique in that it it's. I guess that's why they named it Tone Lasso, because um, <laughs> uh, you're just cheering for him so much. I, I guess I didn't expect to cheer for a for a, a sports anything. I guess I can't. Anybody in the audience, I cannot explain enough how much I don't like sports, yeah. like watching sports. I yeah. I get why other people do it, but I just I cannot watch anything more than like five minutes of a sporting event where I'm bored. Yeah, because um, I remember
0: you texted me like when I told you like Ted Lasso. You're like, do I have to be in? This? And I could tell you're a little skeptical. And I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> you'll you'll like it. You'll like it, man.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I, I I'm glad I, I gave it a shot. Um, I am curious to know what the other shows you suggested that people were.
0: Well, yeah, yeah, like uh, you should definitely. Yeah, uh anybody who's listening go back and check out the other shows on our catalog, but some of the other ones I've suggested. Um, or The Leftovers was one that I suggested to somebody. Justified, of course, Lost. Um, you know, I had to suggest Lost. Um uh I had um actually Hannibal suggested to me was a really good one. Um uh, the, uh, the most recent one that I had suggested to me. Before this was um, Legion, which was really solid. Um, yeah, those are those were so I suggested Gilmore Girls to somebody. Um, so I've I've done a few um, few episodes. This is kind of this episode is actually going to be the second and for anybody who's listening out there. This is going to be the second last episode of the season before I take a little break with this podcast. Um, but I you know I had to have I had to have you on Samir before I wrapped up this kind of like run of episodes that I was doing and take a little bit of a hiatus from this podcast. Um, okay cool but yeah um so there's some good i don't know have you seen any i know i know you've s- seen some of the stuff i've been talking about i don't know if any of those other shows are ones that you're super into
1: um yeah i mean obviously i saw lost i never finished it though um weirdly uh which is probably a huge shock to you uh because i know you're a die-hard lost fan yeah yeah um Trying to think, is Legion the one where? Is that the one with the angels?
0: No, like the it's, angel it's, beings. It's like, like, like a. It's like about um. It's like the X Men, but it's like in the six. It's like Charles Xavier's son, and it's in like the sixties or something. Um, it's a, an NFX show. I'm I'm still not too far into it. Um, but it is really good. Okay,
1: because I might be getting that one mixed up. Is there like a Jupiter one? I saw something like that go by the other day that I was like, "Is that a oh Marvel Jupiter's thing Legacy?"
0: Like it's like a superhero show. That was on Netflix and it got canceled like immediately.
1: <laughs> is it that bad?
0: It's, I haven't seen it. Um, oh, okay. But, oh, and The Americans is another one that I recommended to somebody. Uh, that one is also one of my favorite shows, as you know. Like, I, I fucking love The Americans.
1: Yeah, I guess, I know, I was talking to Katie about this the other day that I, after the Game of Thrones and Vikings, the endings were especially Game of Thrones. Um, I know, I'm yeah. beating a dead horse. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, it didn't get the ending the writers wanted. So, yeah, the tooth
0: things have lost. I think it's a perfect ending, and, you know, I do think that they managed to do what, you know, because uh, Damon Lindelof wanted to do three seasons, and then ABC said you got to do ten at least, and they ended up doing six with, like, some shortened, um, like, short- shortened seasons in episodes three through six, and I do really like the ending of Lost, and I think that after Game of Thrones... Um, like the ending of Lost has kind of like gotten people have kind of like went back and looked at it and it's like actually eh, Lost is pretty solid you know <laughs> uh, but uh, I mean I've talked at length about the end I've talked about Lost on like every episode of this podcast Um, but uh, yeah I and uh, I, I do hope you know like it's interesting because Ted Lasso is still really early on Um, so it'll be interesting to see if it does have a good ending but a lot of those shows I think I mentioned you know that I've covered the Americans Leftovers Um, they do have really solid endings for sure. Um, Hannibal, I think actually, even though it was kind of open-ended, did still have a very satisfying ending. Um, but yeah.
1: Yeah, I was just trying to remember the, the other one, other show that got axed by Netflix that I was suggested. So many people suggested I watch and I was just like, I'm going to wait, I'm going to wait and see if Netflix kills it before it Mm Has a proper ending is um the one with Allison Bree as the wrestler. Oh, Glow! glow I, I, yeah. I never
0: saw that. I really wanted to see it, but I never got around to it.
1: Yeah, because yeah, I, I, yeah. I was a huge fan. I mean, as you know, we're both fans of the show Community, which is you know where she, along with her role in Mad Men, got her like big start. Uh, so I, like I wanted to like tune in and watch it, and and heard so many amazing things about it, and. Then they killed it, and I was
0: like, oh, yeah. "Man, it's so, it's so And that, and then like Santa Clarita is so so good, and like you know, I love Timothy Oliphant and it's just such a bummer that show got just cut down, like like right in the middle of this really interesting like arc, and that ends on this fucking cliffhanger, and you're just like, "Cool, We're never gonna find out what happened to that." It just I don't know.
1: Yeah, you would think for the amount the amount of money that that um, you know that that. Between him, Oliphant, and Drew Barrymore, and a bunch of other people, I know they, I mean they they have they have the money to produce it. You know, I know the whole you know, you know who who owns the rights to it and all that. You know, lawyery nonsense comes up. Yeah, so I think end the up... thing
0: is, yeah, like Netflix, they end up they realize that it's cheaper to make a new show than to keep paying like, like people into these seasons, when they, especially when, you know, they are like Drew Barrymore and Tim Loughlin, they start getting bigger contracts, and the ratings, you know, eventually do start to dip when they're like, oh, here's a new show, and, like, it's a lot cheaper to make a new show than season four of um, Santa Clarita Diet, and it's just a bummer.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's... Uh, you wish. I, that's one thing I'm kind of hoping with, with Apple, is I'm hoping they're a little different in regards yeah. to the shows that I like from them, like C and, and Ted Lasso mm-hmm. uh, is that I hope they actually get a, the ending um, that, you know, that I hope they deserve. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. That's a good thing that like, you know, the Apple did like pretty immediately, like almost, I think was right around when the first season was ending, wrapping up, they were like, yeah, two more seasons have already been like, we've already going up to season three has been renewed. So
1: With, nice. So, yeah, that's it. That's a good, a good sign. Yeah, yeah. I guess for us fans of the show. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, the other show, I think, I know you were skeptical, and I know you and I and, and Katie watched the first episode or two together. Was that uh, Travis Fimmel's other show on HBO, oh, yeah, yeah. "Raised by Wolves"? I would definitely give that another chance if you have.
0: Okay. Might, it ha- might have to be a future episode of when we you know come back for season two of Gateway episodes. Might have to you might have to suggest that to me, and I have to check out an episode.
1: Yeah, I would. It, it gets weird. Um, the ending is like, what the hell just happened? But because huh. yeah, I'm not even going to talk about it. We'll have to talk about it when you watch it later yeah. when you come back. But uh, um, yeah, yeah, man. uh Thanks for suggesting this uh, show. I'm glad yeah, I actually yeah. got to watch.
0: Thanks for, uh, thanks for watching and coming on.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um I know we've been talking about podcast stuff for for a long time so I'm glad we yeah. finally got to do this.
0: Yeah, yeah. Any uh any final thoughts on Ted Lasso before we wrap up?
1: Um No, I think we hit everything I want, I was I thought about when we were when yeah. I was watching it. I think that I think it's a great show. I highly suggest it to anyone who's been skeptical. I'll definitely be suggesting it to people. Uh, mm-hmm. you know that I know outside of, you know, our friend, mutual friends. Um, yeah. so yeah, I, I'll definitely suggest it to some people because I, yeah, I guess I wasn't, I wasn't expecting it, and um, yeah, it's it's a good show.
0: Yeah, no, I'm I'm glad that you enjoyed it, and you know, I will say one last thing is that like I think it it's a show that honestly kind of affected my real life and has made me be kind of like. Like, I do need to be, try to be as pos like more positive, you know, like, not that I'm really negative all the time or anything, but it, it's like, okay, it's good to have this kind of like, world view where you like, things happen, and they can get you down. But like, you just got to keep that positivity up. And when you're in a year like this, you know, that's, that's a really important thing to try and remember. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, I like the like the message of the show, for
0: sure. Yeah, definitely a show with a really important message. Um, yeah. But with that, um, anything you want to mention to the listeners or pitch or anything, Samir? No, man. Uh, um, no. All right. Well, then uh, I'll just mention, um, like I was saying, this is going to be the penultimate episode of this season for Gateway episodes. Um, before I kind of take a break to um, kind of, fo- I'm going to be focused on a little bit more on my other podcast. Um, you are <laughs> uh, underrated. Um, so you guys should check out if anybody is out there listening. Um, uh, check out Underrated, where me and a couple friends talk a, about uh, underrated movies um, or under the radar movies. Um, you know, we're going to be talking about a bunch of sequels f- over the course of the summer, um, stuff like Scream Two or Star Trek Beyond um, later in twenty forty nine. Um, so having a lot of fun with that. Um, you know, I've got of course one more episode of this, so tune in. Uh, next month, and I'm going to be talking about Full Metal Alchemist. Um, but yeah, if you guys like this, you know, subscribe. Um, we'll, we will be back for season two. Um, you know, follow us on Instagram. Undercast Company is the name of the, uh, our um, Instagram, um, or you know, check us out on YouTube. These, you know, there are audio versions of, of this that go up on YouTube um, whenever we come out with a new episode. Um, but everybody, thanks for listening. You know. Um, It has, you know, doing this podcast has been a really fun experience for me um, To go on and kind of record with my friends And it has been great for me to record with you today, Samir Like, I, you know, I always love, you know, whenever we get to chat and talk and stuff You know, like, we might go a little bit without talking sometimes But, you know, we always just go right back into it when we do, you know Um, Oh, yeah, for sure, man Maybe (laughs) we've been
1: friends for, like, 13 years or something like that Yeah, yeah 10, 13 years, I don't know I lost count. I stopped counting a long time ago.
0: <laughs> Whatever it's been. Um, yeah, yeah, for
1: sure. Yeah. Hopefully I was able to bring a new new light to, to shows on your, your podcast. With...
0: Yeah, no, yeah. I think you definitely had a lot of great stuff to say. It's always, you know, I, we've had so many talks about TV shows just in real life that, you yeah. know, I, this
1: had to happen. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm surprised it didn't happen sooner.
0: Right? <laughs> Um, But yeah, thanks again, Samir, and thanks to all the listeners out there. Um, I'll see everybody in another life.